It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You know what he wants. Oh, he backed up on Jokic. Oh! That was from Colorado Springs! The Air Force... What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. The dubs go into Denver. Get the 142-111 win against the Nuggets. Put up an historic first quarter in an historic game. Warriors break a lot of records. Now they're getting ready for a game tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans. Going to cover all that and more coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, that was fun, refreshing. By the way, this is Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles D. Hamilton. But man, Warriors go into Denver with the thin air and put up 142. I mean, it was... It was incredible. It was old school Warriors. Old school seems kind of weird to say because I, but I'm talking about like maybe three years ago or so. But it was classic Warriors, man. It's something we haven't seen from them recently. We've seen them win big games, obviously, or quote unquote big games. Because again, this is really just one game out of 82 in the regular season. But we've seen games that have been hyped up where the Warriors would go in and not just win, but stomp a team. You know, get a 20-point win against a team that's supposed to be their rival or something like that. Go in and make a statement. And we haven't seen it a bunch this year. We've seen, like I said, we've seen them get wins. You know, they beat Utah by, what, one? Earlier this year, that was supposed to be a big game. Things like that. But they reminded Denver, they reminded the rest of the NBA, this is the best team in the league, hands down. And when they're motivated and playing on point, you, you really just... You really just don't have a chance. (laughs) It's the truth. Now, tonight there were some things that uh, won't always happen. You're not always going to go 21 of 39 from three just because you're motivated. But the things that got them in position to get the open shots, to knock down the threes, to go 21 of 39, to knock down 10 threes in the first quarter and put up 51 points in the first quarter, those things can travel. Those things you can make happen every time when you're motivated. I guess I'm just going to start going through my notes and we'll get to everything else. I mean, this this was this was incredible. This is something we haven't seen in a long time. Uh first things first, I want to mention Denver was the second best defensive team uh depending uh def- defending the three-point line. Second best in the league. I don't think they're that anymore. Denver also was 18 and 3 at home. So when you look at Denver and Dallas, who was 16-4 and four at home, and the Warriors go in there and beat both of them, I mean, pretty good on the road. Warriors are pretty good on the road, 9-1 and one now, in their last 10 on the road. Uh, in the first quarter, Loon, Kevon Looney started off well against uh, Jokic, who outweighs him. Man, 
I don't know why tonight really felt why it really hit home tonight, I guess. But Jokic is huge, dude. Jokic is just a big, big man. I know they have him listed at, you know, 6'10", 250. He's larger than that. I remember when Jarebko was posted up, or he was posted up on Jarebko at one point. And the size disparity was crazy. It just, I don't know why it hit home tonight, but it really did. Jokic is a massive man. And I got to say, Looney played a hell of a game against him on the boards, just defending him one-on-one. They also did a good job of double-teaming, not too soon, not to where he could find the open man and, and pick him apart. They were helping off the right guys, not the most dangerous guys out there, and they they threw a wrench at Jokic. He was not ready for tonight. I mean, he played fine. He's still a fine player, but he was not able to take over the way we've seen him. Kevon Looney, in his last five games, or excuse me, in his last ten games, was coming into coming into tonight was averaging eight points per game, six point four rebounds, and only had five turnovers in his last ten games. He was great tonight. I mean, I, he honestly was. He had a career high in rebounds with twelve, and guess how many offensive rebounds he had? Six. Guess how many defensive rebounds? Six. I mean, that's that's pretty much his mo: half offensive, half defensive. But he was great tonight. Draymond, great tonight. They the way that they attacked the boards against a much bigger team. Not just height-wise, but but girth and just size overall was great. Clay had one hell of a game also. It I'm, I'm glad to see it, and I didn't mention it this last podcast because I've mentioned it so many times, I think, was just that tonight was an opportunity for him to get back on track. You had a bad game against Dallas. You're, you're allowed to have bad games. But let's just make sure you don't stack them like you did earlier in the year. And he sure did not stack them. Tonight, he was on point immediately, knocking down threes. He was three of four in the first quarter from three. And on top of that, the Warriors opened the game on an 11-2 run uh, that Clay punctuates with a pump fake at the three-point line on Jokic. Jokic bites. Clay drives, throws down a nice dunk for Clay. A nice dunk for Clay. They get the timeout. Clay's hyped. Everyone's hyped. Draymond. Raising the roof for him. And that was one of four dunks that Clay would have tonight. Clay, uh, Clay's going to the dunk contest, man. No more three-point contest. He's going to be a dunk contest winner. Uh, something I have to clear up that I messed up on yesterday's podcast. Uh, I got it mixed up. Barton is back. Gary Harris is out. I had it the other way around. Uh, but one thing that the Warriors did tonight was they were able to keep Barton under wraps. And part of that's him, too. He, he I think it's his third or fourth game back from injury. And he struggled ever since he's come back, which happens. I think he'll be fine, but he's a guy who has killed the Warriors before, and he didn't tonight, <laughs> which was nice to see. The Warriors were motivated, motivated defensively. They played pretty damn good defense, but you could see even when they were, even when the Nuggets were knocking down shots, you could see the Warriors flying around, rotating. They were locked in, and this was a great sign in what I really wanted to see, and it was just, it was classic Warriors, classic best team in the league Warriors. Classic, here's a reminder that we're the back-to-back champs. We've won three out of four, and we're the favorites to win again. KD uh, had some some moments in the first half where he showed some serious speed in the full court where they would try and pick him up full court, 
and he would put a little juke move on or just turn on the Jets and beat his man. One of them, he beat his man, and there's only one guy down uh, down at the other end covering Clay. Beats his man, drives to the hoop, kicks it to Clay, three, bang. It was just interesting to see that kind of speed because KD, we don't see it so much because he, you know, he likes to walk the ball up. Just fine. This is that's his game. But seeing him really turn it on tonight was was pretty great. And then towards the end of the first quarter, same thing. They had Lyles. Trey Lyles was uh, pressing him full court. KD little juke move, gets a step, drives straight to the hoop, throws it down with about three seconds left. Uh, tough part is you know Jamal Murray hit like a half court shot the, immediately after, but KD just like everyone else was locked in, was absolutely locked in and wanted this game. His first quarter. His first quarter stat line, 7 of 7 from the field, 3 of 3 from the three-point line, 5 assists, 17 points. I'm just going to go through a couple. I mean, I'll go through all of them. Draymond, his wasn't as good. He was 0 for 1 from the field, 2 rebounds, 4 assists, 0 points, but he was plus 16. Kevon Looney was solid, 1 of 2 from the field, 3 of 4 from the uh, free throw line, 2 offensive rebounds. Three rebounds overall, one assist, five points. And then the other two big ones were Clay and Steph. Clay was five of six, three of four from three. You know, one rebound, 13 points. Steph, four of six, four, four of six from the field, four of six from three, one rebound, three assists, 12 points. So in that first quarter, the Warriors had 14 assists in the first quarter. 14 assists on 19 makes. That's Warriors basketball. And I know it's kind of goofy to say because, you know, they still win when they don't play Warriors basketball, but this is classic Warriors basketball. The ball was moving, crisp passes, great defense, and knocking down shots. There was less of some of the the bad, careless things we've seen. The Warriors started 22 of 29 from the field. And one of the good things that they were able to do was that second unit, when they came in, they were able to continue to score. Not at the same clip that the the, the stars were, that, you know, the, the all the all-stars were. But Andre, uh, Alfonso McKinney, Sean Livingston, who had a great night also, were able to keep getting buckets. Sean started 3 of 3. I think he ended, you know, 3 of 4 or something like that. Or excuse me, 4 of 5. But him, Quinn Cook, Andre... Clay were all able to continue to score, which was something that, I mean, it wasn't a major concern, but up 13 going into the second quarter without the stagger, so you're not going to have Steph on the floor. It was somewhat of a worry, but not a problem. The Warriors handled it perfectly, and the good thing is that that unit still plays great defense. In the second quarter, they held the Nuggets to 22 points. In the second quarter... Nuggets are a potent offense, man. They're a damn good team. And the Warriors just motivated to show them that you're not on our level. And that's exactly what they did. It's exactly what they did. So they go into uh, halftime with a 19-point lead, 79-60. to I mean, you just don't see this stuff. You don't see this very often. And the Warriors could do it more often. But tonight was special. Tonight was special. Third quarter, same thing. 
Same thing going on. Clay comes in, knocks down a three, first shot of the first shot of the third. I will say they did get a little sloppy in the third. A little sloppy. There was a, a quick stretch where the Nuggets cut it down to I think eleven, and that was because of a Clay. Clay gets a fast break, pulls up three on one from about thirty feet, clanks it. I know technically it's not a turnover, but man, it was a bad shot, bad decision. And then on the other end, Steph, you know, gets a rebound, careless pass, turnover, bucket for the Nuggets, Draymond moving screen, and then Steph an offensive foul. And that's all within the first three minutes of the second half. So the Warriors came out, started out fine, Clay three, I think KD had a dunk, and then four straight turnovers. So they had to kind of, I don't know, figure it out. You know, Steve took a timeout, laid into him a little bit, but they were able to get it back. You know, they end up going on like an eight-point run, back up 19, and this thing was pretty much wrapped up. Uh, The lead at the end of each quarter, at the end of the first, Warriors up 13, end of the second, Warriors up 19, end of the third, Warriors up 29, ball game, Warriors up 31. One last thing I checked was... When Steve Kerr, you know, said, hey, that's it. All the starters are sitting. All the all-stars are sitting. Well, by the way, real quick before I, you know, get into that point, Steve Kerr called it a game after Clay gets his fourth dunk. He gets a nice steal on the inbounds, throw down his fourth dunk, you know, raises the roof. Steph and KD are all going crazy. It was a funny, funny, great moment. I always enjoy that stuff. His fourth dunk of the game. I don't even have to look it up. That is his first and only four-dunk game ever. Ever. (laughs) And uh, it was a funny moment in post-game that I'll definitely play for you guys coming up. But that's when Steve Kerr decided to call it it quits. Warriors were up 32 with 7.26 left. And they end up winning the game by 31. So it was good to see that the bench players didn't, you know, let go of the thread, let go of the rope. They came in, kept the lead the same, you know, Lost one point off it. We'll allow it. Jordan Bell came in, was knocking down jumpers again. Uh, I'm interested to see if he's going to get playing time eventually, but I think we all know the answer is no because, well, he hasn't yet, and there's an all-star coming back, an all-star center coming back, and a potential another center that the Warriors are looking to add as well. So I don't think he will, which is too bad, but, That jumper looks nice. I can't lie, the jumper looks nice, uh, especially for him. Steph in the third went for 17. I just had to throw that out there as I look at his stat line, four of five from three. Hey, guys, Steph is really good at basketball. So he's better at basketball than I am at breathing. (laughs) So to finish the game, Steph and Clay both go for 31. KD goes for 27. Steph was eight of 13 from three. Clay, 5 of 8. KD, 5 of 7. So all together, those three went 18 of 28. And if you want to throw Draymond in there, they went 19 of 30. Because he went 1 of 2. <laughs> but a damn good game. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say, man. They're really freaking good. Draymond, even though I was laughing about him going 1 for 2 and all that... He ended with six rebounds, 13 assists, and a plus 41. So, 
Draymond continues to have a major impact that does not show up in the scoring column. Anyway, he's going to play some of the post game for you and talk some more about this game coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Warriors get the W a lot to a little, a million to not a million. Uh, No, what was it? 142, 111. They just go off. They just go off, and it was great to see. Great to see Clay bounce back from one bad game. Uh, we're, I don't know if we are. I'm a little more sensitive to Clay bad games now just because of the bad slump he was in to start the season. So I'm still keeping my eye on it, but he was great tonight. He was great tonight. He also had four dunks, which is absolutely a career high. I don't need to look it up to know that that's the most dunks he's ever had in a game. And I think the best part of it is after a game where they smack the the team that was, you know, ahead of them in the standings, uh, a game in which they retake the number one seed, a game in which they set a record for how many threes they hit in a quarter and put up 51 points in the first quarter, and all the amazing things that happened. Clay's four dunks were the talk of the Warriors after the game. Uh, Steve Kerr was asked about it. Here's what Steve had to say about Clay's uh, game above the rim. He was excited. He was raising the roof on his fourth dunk, and I'm pretty sure he's texted Zaza already in there. (laughs) I don't know if they have another bet this year, Uh, probably. But uh, Clay was more excited about that than he was his uh, 14 threes in Chicago. Honestly, he's so happy in there. That stuff is the best. Clay is probably more excited about his four dunks than breaking the three-point record or the fact that he's got his three-point shot back on track right now. Uh, KD was also asked about it. Everyone was asked about it, man. It's a unicorn. This thing never happened, so you got you to get the response from everyone. Here's what KD had to say about Clay's four dunks. Not much, because dunks don't look that good. <laughs> <laughs> How much is he talking right now? After the dunk. <laughs> he excited about those probably his last four dunks of the year though. They're telling they gotta be a little prettier. Yeah, they they kinda they kinda greased uh, he greased those in. He's six seven, he should be jumping a little higher than So K D giving Clay a, a hard time about his dunks. You know what, K D, we all can't be seven feet tall, okay? So you know, give him a break. Uh, it was funny, K D saying, you know, it was uh, his dunks aren't pretty enough. Six seven should be getting higher, you know. Clay gets plenty high, okay. So, 
Uh, like I said, everyone was asked about it. Steph also had a response as far as Clay's dunks went. Here's what Steph had to say. I know how excited he gets when he, when he has a couple of them. And tonight with four of them, it was pretty crazy. So I'm sure he's already called Zaza Pachulia. Uh, <laughs> before y'all even talk to him, let him know he's, he's killing him on a dunk count this year. So you can see the theme here. You know, everyone's happy for Clay, but also KD says he needs a little more style. Steph and Kerr are both happy that, you know, he's beating beating Zaza in the dunk uh, dunk count this year. But you will not be surprised to know that Clay had the best response to his four dunk game. Here is what Clay had to say after throwing down four yams. Man, felt great. I don't think I've ever done that. I haven't done it since high school. And even in high school, I was probably leaking out, cherry picking. So that was nice, man. I felt better than hitting 10 threes, to be honest. Did he get a chance to talk some trash out with Zaza? Or? Yeah, he texted me right after the game. So he's never seen me have four dunks. I told him I've never seen him. I don't know. I said something good, but <laughs> he was right there to let me know that uh, he saw the bounce for once. You know what the dunk counter between you two is? I got to be winning this year. Ha! <laughs> Good. I'm going to text him that right now, actually. KD That's was, funny. KD was, I think, joking, but he was saying that you, you need more style on your dunks. I do, but it's about efficiency, substance over style. You feel me? You have one dunk. I have 11 this year. Pay me. Clay, enjoying the night. Uh, he actually literally texted Zaza during that that interview. I love that he kind of caught himself, couldn't say what he texted Zaza, because I'm sure there was some uh, colorful language in there. But I'm glad to see that the Clay-Zaza bromance, so to speak, has continued, because that was one of my favorite subplots of last year. <laughs> going to take a quick break. Going to go over some of the numbers from tonight. You know, we've had some fun and stuff, but there were some historic things going on. Some great basketball being played, not just tonight, over the last two games also. And going to look ahead to the Pelicans game and maybe some league pass picks coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Just got through going over the game and especially Clay's dunks, which were... Again, to, hilariously to me, the the headliner of the night uh, on a night where they, you know, smack the number one seed and Steph goes eight of thirteen from three, and the team shoots you know twenty one of thirty nine from three. 
10 threes in the first quarter, 51 points in the first quarter, uh, shut down defense, knocking down those threes against the second ranked three point defensive team. So, but Clay threw down some dunks, dude. That's all we care about. No, there were some numbers that came out tonight that I really want to get to because the Warriors were dominant and dominant in a way that we haven't seen in a while. First, I want to throw it to Steph Curry. In his last two games, this little two-game trip from Dallas to Denver, which is kind of a, a weird road trip if you ask me, but, oh, well, I don't make the schedule. He has 79 points on 50 shots, 19 of 32 from three. 19 of 32. That's insane. Steph put up 31 tonight, so obviously the math says he put up 48 against Dallas. And after three quarters tonight, Steph, Clay, and KD put up 83 points. The Nuggets, entire team, put up, that's right, you guessed it, 83 points. The Warriors have been hot, man. They've been on fire, and we saw it tonight. In 44 games, Clay has seven games this season with three steals. Last year, he only had two of those games out of 73 played. Clay has been locked in on defense, and I've been mentioning that the entire season while also talking about his slump, that he gives you something outside of just the shooting. Marcus Thompson tweeted this out, which is, you know, it makes sense, but also some of this, <laughs> some of these stats are against bad teams, against the Bulls and the the Knicks, but it's a, it's an interesting point. Ever since Steve Kerr went back to Curry and Durant playing together, killed the stagger, Warriors have put up 146, 119, and 142. And excuse me, only one of those games was was against a bad team. So it's valid. We talked about it a lot after last game that the chemistry between Steph and KD is as good as it's ever been. And it makes sense as to why they're killing it because, you know, Boogie's coming in and he's going to take over that second unit. Uh, Steph, after the last couple games, his numbers dipped a little bit overall. You know, the 50-40-90 goal that he always has. Uh, after the last two, three games where he's gone just absolutely f- crazy, he's up to 49.1% from, th- uh, from the field, 456 from three, 92 from the free throw line. So 50-40-90 is still well within his range. And speaking of range, one thing he did a couple times tonight, which... It's just crazy to see. It's it's just the new Steph Curry basketball, you know? It's, it's I don't know. But I don't know how to explain it. Steph Curry basketball is the only way I really can. But he got switched out with Plumlee, and then I think another one was, was actually Jamal Murray, where one-on-one on the wing, and usually, especially when he's up against a big, you'll see him dance, cook, and uh, and get his shot, work for it. But instead, he did it a couple times tonight. He would just take a couple steps back, like you see a lot of you know point guards do, ball handlers do, whoever, where they kind of get some room to get a head start, and you would just take a couple steps back and then and then launch and knock it down, and uh, it was crazy, man. But if you got range out to forty feet like he does from the hash marks, why the hell not? He's just on a different level, and a lot of people try. There's a lot of uh, Steph Curry imitators in the league right now, and they're good shooters, and they play well but there's just only one Steph we only see one person do what he does and after tonight's offensive fireworks offensive explosion 
the Denver Nuggets defensive rating actually dropped an entire point. They went from 108 to 109, which dropped them from 10th in the league to 12th. I think that might be a good note to wrap this up on, but not quite yet. Or at least wrap up the the Denver game. Because as we know, there is a return coming. DeMarcus Cousins, Boogie, is going to be returning to the Warriors. And I keep saying returning, but he's making his debut. It's his first time ever playing for the Warriors. Scheduled for Friday against the Clippers. I'm still bucking. I'm still going against the grain. Actually, I'm not. I was going to make make the prediction that he plays tomorrow night. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I think it would be cool if it did. Maybe give the team a little extra push. But I honestly, I could see Steve Kerr resting some players uh, tomorrow evening against the Pelicans. And again, you guys have heard me mess it up a hundred times. I'm recording this after the game on Tuesday night and half the episode I'm, I'm talking as if it's Wednesday and the other half I'm talking as if it's Tuesday. So whatever. Sorry if it confuses you. Anyways, playing the Pelicans Wednesday night, DeMarcus Cousins isn't going to play. I made that prediction. He was, I don't think it's going to happen. Steve might even rest some people, but Draymond was asked, what he expects upon the return of DeMarcus Cousins. And he had a pretty great response. Here's what he had to say. You know, hopefully it's devastating for everybody else. As he says with a giant smirk on his face, Draymond is the best. Don't ever change. Hopefully it is devastating for everybody else. Uh, One last thing about Boogie's return. Anthony Slater tweeted this out, which I thought was pretty interesting. And it makes sense, too, that the Warriors had talked behind the scenes about the importance of dropping DeMarcus Cousins into smooth waters. Despite turbulence, appears they will. Fifth straight W tonight, a blowout in Denver, everyone healthy, vibe around team, best it's been in a couple months. I'd say so. I mean, you can tell that the team is is in a good spot right now, and they're having fun, and maybe the impending return of DeMarcus kind of helped them get there, or maybe it was just going that way anyways. But either way, excited to see him play for the Warriors. He is needed. They've been able to manage without an actual center, but that can only last so long. So it'll be good to get the big man in a dubs uniform. League pass picks for tonight. Solid night of games. Eight games overall. Uh, Golden State, New Orleans should be a good one, but I'm going to have to go a different way. Toronto at Boston. Should be solid, especially with the problems that Boston's been having, man. They're just not as good as the talent that they have. It's, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Disease of me, whatever. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. But that should be a good one. And then, you know, I'm going to say, I don't know. The Battle of Texas could be solid, too. San Antonio, Dallas, and uh, Utah and the Clippers. Those are all good. So, you know what? There's three of them. Check all three of those out on top of the Warriors. That's four games you guys have to watch tonight. That's your homework. Thank you guys for listening. Your other homework is to uh, come back and listen tomorrow. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. (laughs) Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 